Steve, we're back again. We're here. Coming back. We're always here. We're always here. We're like uh, 7-Eleven or Motel 6. We'll leave the lights on for you or whatever it is. That's good. I don't know why I said said 7-Eleven. This is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with... Steve. With Steve. And Steve, we've got a good show today. You know, I always think our shows are great. Um... I might be biased, but... I appreciate that optimism. I need that in my life. That's why we do this. This is great. Yeah, okay, good. 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 All right, so real quickly, we're going to talk about a couple things with the NFC and AFC Championship games. Um, I I have a a weird Penn State take, because I feel like we always lead off with something Penn State-y. And then get into the weekend. But then we also have some big, like very big news in sports media land to talk about this week with NBCSN. Um... And I, I want to save a, a decent chunk of time for that conversation because I have a lot of opinions on that. Um, I think you probably do too. And then uh, we we have a good old guy, young guy that I think you're going to be surprised by my my line of thinking. Cool. Can't wait. So, okay. So, uh, di- so I watched the games and I didn't do the whole second screen experience, which we were just talking about before we started this, but... I do follow Penn State football, obviously, and I do get, like, they're one of the few accounts that I get notifications for, for, for tweets, and I felt like there were a lot of tweets coming from the Penn State football Twitter about the guys in the NFC, in the AFC championship game, which, like, rightfully so, especially in the NFC, because you have arguably one of the best wide receivers on the field with Godwin from Penn State, and then you have probably one of the better... Green Bay Packers on the defensive side and Adrian Amos. And then, like, in the second game, there were still a ton of tweets and, like, there's really only, like, an offensive lineman, really one offensive lineman playing. I know that there's one on the Bills, but I just felt like there was a lot of tweets, and I don't know, I don't mean that as a negative thing, but my question is, and this is part of my job and and how I think, but who is that for? Is that for me and you, or is that for um, what's his face, a four-star prospect in you know eleventh grade right now? It's what's his it's for what's his face four-star prospect in eleventh grade right now. Um, that's both his first and last name. What's his face four-star mm-hmm. prospect? It's a Hingle uh, Kringleberry. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's all about for him, and it's hard. It's hard for me to be too critical because we do it too. We did it too. So. I'm Bellasario College of Communications. There was a, there was an event. Um, it actually wasn't under our umbrella. It was under the Curley Center's umbrella, the Curley Center for Sports Journalism's umbrella, two or three years ago that had Donovan Smith and Adrian Amos there, right? And they actually ended up sitting side by side. So we scrubbed through that thing last week, and I found a thing where they were sitting side by side, and they shook hands, right? So boom, that was this tweet before the game that we tagged them both and blah, 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 and just an awareness thing. Um, so, uh, no, it's for the recruits. It's for the presence. It's for the brand. It's it's not so much for the fans, but people like it. I mean, people say that's our guy. He's our guy still there, right? So they like it. It's harmless. There's no wins. There's no. I mean, it's all wins. There's no loss. Realistically, no right. losses. No downside to doing it. Um, but yeah, it, it's for the it's for the recruits and the presence and see you where you can get. And the media, it's an easy story. The media bites on it. I think I saw two different places already this week. You know, here's the list of all the Penn Staters who played in the Super Bowl. Here's the next right. two Penn Staters that are going to be in the Super Bowl. Is it news? Yeah, in our segmented, all highly the, specific, all the news is local. 
Right. You music. know, exactly. But in the whole scheme of things, does it matter? You know, would I like to know something more about, you know, tell me why the basketball coach left or do I have a football coach dating another program anytime soon? Like, I'd like to know that stuff more than I'd like to know who's in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. I just like, it was a little bit more than I necessarily noticed. And I thought that was interesting. And I, I was thinking about really who that is for. Cause I, I think that is one of those types of things where you see the graphics that go out to recruits when they, you know, get their commitment offer or whatever it may be, things like that. And, and that was another one of those things that I kind of was like, that's not really for us. It's more so for, you know, what's his face from. Well, and did you see the, the survey numbers, the responses to that survey this weekend about in the people who are employed in sports communications in college athletics? I did not. So Penn State is second in SID numbers behind only Georgia. Not surprising. Behind only Georgia. And they have 25 people across the athletic department who are in creative positions, right? So who are making those graphics, who are making the videos, mm -hmm. who are doing whatever else. And that's not... And that's not for ticket buyers because I haven't. Seen, I don't think I've ever seen one of those graphics that's encouraged me to buy tickets, or call a number. Maybe very rarely. The posters. Right? Like, the posters. The posters. But that's not. It's not about that. Those people aren't putting backsides in seats. Those people aren't getting people to buy ticket plans. It's awareness. It, it's for the recruits. It's for. It's for social media, right? And, and then that's an always an interesting. Again, that's part of what my office does, but we do it, on on a much smaller scale. But that investment in those people, like, where does that pay off? Or is it just you just have to do it, right? Like, mm -hmm. you just have to be present. I think it pays off. I think, you know, if you could say, look, I think it's, you know where I think it's paid off? And I and some of this is more so just because of who he is and what was at Penn State was with Saquon. Like, look mm -hmm. at the running back room and look at, okay, we can go show Saquon jumping over a guy. I know he was injured last year, but I think that matters. Um, yep, that's real quickly on social media. And I, I'm forgetting the woman who works for the Chiefs, but Katie. Jill Beckman yep. is the social media person for the Bucks. And what's what is her name? Do you know her name? Oh, Katie. Katie Kemmerer works for the yes. Chiefs. I don't know if she does social media, but she's in communication. She yeah, she said it in some part of there. So that's kind of a neat, you know, College of Com yep. connection. Um, no, it's great. Maybe Jill. Maybe Jill. I can work some back channels and see if Jill will join because I was her boss once. There just, you go. Just saying. Just saying. All right, I just want to talk about that real quick and, and get on that. All right, so the other thing that I noticed while watching Championship Weekend, I think Tony Romo drank four gallons of Red Bull. <laughs> Did you also feel like he was like, "Woo!" He, he was excited. <laughs> he was like, you could tell, like, like as soon as the announcement or the game came on, he was like, "Hi, I'm Tony Romo, and I'm really excited to be here and watch football and talk about football today." Like he was into it. Like it was the most, which. I appreciate and I like, and it shows me that you actually like your job. Mm -hmm. There's nothing worse than somebody goes out there and you can clearly tell they hate what they do. Right. But he was a little hopped up on sugar this weekend. <laughs> well, I, I think that's it, right? If you're going to take the positive, he was he was excited to be there. He enjoys his job. He was enthusiastic. Uh, and I think I think those are all good things. I think sometimes it comes off not fanboyish, but not. And I guess I don't need him to be stoic, but there's a line there that's that's informing me and professional, and a line that's just happy to be here. Um, Shockingly personal, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe. Um, Not what so, we're used to. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was 
different to hear a little bit. So if any if he was that jazz this weekend, it'll be interesting to hear next or two weeks from now because they have the game. So that's true. That's true. Um, real quickly, speaking of who has the Super Bowl, which is CBS, I fell into a weird rabbit hole today. And I didn't realize this or know this, but did you know that NBC traded this Super Bowl for the next Super Bowl because of the Olympics, of the Winter Olympics in 2022? The way the rotation worked out. And I I fell into that rabbit hole today, and I thought that was kind of interesting. I always think about, the, of course, the famous Al Michaels trade where Al Michaels was traded for Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, one I mean, it would be interesting to see if any more personnel trades come up, right? Like if, if Bree, and this is going to have the game, but if Breeze retires and he's got an NBC contract, where's the seat? Like, I, I, you know, I, I don't know what he's doing, you know? And if, if Rivers gets a job, where's he getting the job and, and where's the seat? See, yeah. I see Rivers as more of like Matt Hasselbeck on, on ESPN, like on the like day show or on like the pregame show, like not really any. Maybe, and I think his personality can transfer, hopefully. Like, I mean, I think that was one of the things that never came across well to me on TV. He always seemed like he was grumbling and complaining, but I think he was just being one of the guys and busting chops and, and fighting for stuff. So maybe that'll work better for him in a studio situation or on TV. He's, he he looked a little bit like a sore loser at time to me on TV, but maybe that's me projecting. So we'll see. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I'm going to be a sore loser about something. I could not find the 4K broadcast this weekend, and <laughs> I know like I, I I've fallen into a weird rabbit hole, a weird subsection of of people that really enjoy these 4K broadcasts so much so that. Ryan Snyder reached out to me on Twitter this weekend to, to, to let me know that there was a hockey game on in 4K, which I really appreciate. Um, and, but again, like, it's it's 2021. Like, I know that the 4K TV isn't it. And I know that that's not what's selling TVs right now is the way that maybe, like, the 3D TV was. But this is... Argue that like when this shakes out throughout the year, this will probably be like the, those games will be like the number three, four, or five broadcast watched nationally. Mm-hmm. Why is that game not available in 4K? Like what? What's happening? Like like again, it's 2021. Offer me that service, and you know what? I wouldn't do it for the conference championships, but for the Super Bowl, I think I would pay a little bit extra to, to watch in 4K, even if it was CBS who gives it to me free over the air. Do you, would you do I that? I think it'd be interesting for them to, to experiment. I mean, I, they, there's got to be a couple of places where they say, okay, what's the market going to do to us? Do they care? Do they want it to see it this way? And, and give them those options. And I don't know if this weekend was, you know, COVID and personnel or something else that they can lean back on and say, okay, that's why we didn't do it or, or whatever else. But I think if, if the technology's out there, you're either going to try to figure out a way to tap it for the market and serve the market that does have it, or you're just, just not going to do it at all. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what route they go with that. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I for anybody that hasn't done it or and has the ability to do it, I know Comcast, like their newer boxes allow it pretty easily. The 4K experience is, is like when we went from standard def- definition to HDTV. It's, it's truly insane how much more clear it is and how sharp the image is um all right last last thing we'll we'll save all of our super bowl talk for next week because that's what people do in our positions of power um (laughs) just i i had a thought and 
I know that a lot of people don't like Tom Brady. And I know, especially in Pittsburgh and where I'm sort of from, he's not very well liked. But how awesome is it that we get to see Tom Brady versus probably Pat Mahomes? As I think it was Romo put it, it's basically like seeing Michael Jordan versus LeBron. Uh, like, I, I think this was the best case scenario for TV executives in terms of not that the Super Bowl is going to have low ratings or anything like that. Nobody's going to tune in. But this is a much more interesting matchup than, than Green Bay versus Buffalo. Yeah, and the only people that – it is better than Green Bay Buffalo, and the only people that really wanted Green Bay, Kansas City were the folks from State Farm and the executives there. So, no, this is this is much better. Um, Tom Brady is, yes, the greatest of all time. Like, he just is. You know what I mean? And, and it, it, as frustrating as it is for, for maybe Steelers fans and whatever else, you don't – very few people have do not have an opinion on Tom Brady, and all casual fans know who he is after being in this position for so long. And Patrick Mahomes, a lot of people know who he is already, even casual fans, because of the ad, ad advertising relationships in places where he's been pro- public and prominent and the success. So I think this is a win all the way around. There's that storyline. There's a team in, in the home stadium. There's, there's just so much um, that, I mean, there always is so much with the Super Bowl, but this is the best. I think if, if, if you gave people truth serum and said, which one do you want? This is the one they picked. Yeah, nine, yeah I, not even nine times out of ten. I think ten times out of ten people were picking this game. Um, so, like I said, I am I am excited about that aspect to it. We will get into some of the Super Bowl stuff next weekend, or next week. I think I've got a couple of interesting takes um, and already some interesting news coming out about the Super Bowl. So, we will go from there. Speaking of interesting news... I was quite stunned by this Friday news dump. It wasn't really a Friday news dump, but it kind of was a Friday news dump. Um, Sports Business Journal reported that NBCSN will no longer exist at the end of 2021. Um, Pretty surprising news given that it's basically the number two sports channel on on cable uh, behind the main ESPN channel. Um, in terms of ratings and things like that, pretty surprising news just in terms of sports coverage, sports media. I, a lot of people were like, well, this was being talked about, this was being talked about. But I was, I, I'm still pretty stunned and pretty surprised by this, this news coming out. Yeah, I think there'd been, there'd been reports that this was going to happen eventually. I think this is a lot sooner than eventually. I think it does shake up a lot of things. I think there was some some lack of wasn't wasn't professional malpractice but I, I think some things they didn't do well with it to begin with in terms of leverage things or doubling up or complementary programming that they could have done maybe with the NFL and some other things um, a lot and it'll be gone before it'll be gone long before the end of the year like this is one of those deals where they say hey if we're gonna do this by the end of the year it's gonna man I bet you by June you know till they move stuff over restructure some contracts Tweak some, tweak some stuff where there were things that are going to end up on USA or wherever else. Like, it'll be gone sooner than that. Um, you know, I mean, because like NASCAR and those kinds of places are always talking about where their schedules are going to be now at the second half of the season. So let's not wait until the end of 2021 that it's going to be fully done. It'll, I think it'll be done before then. So, yes, I agree with that. I was thinking about that earlier today. It makes no sense to keep it around, especially if they don't get the NHL contract. Um, I will say, I mean, 
this is the sports channel that I watch the most. Oddly enough, I do. I don't watch like I watch ESPN, but I don't watch a ton of ESPN as much as I used to. Mainly because this is where my my sports on. Where your sports on? Right. My favorite sport is. And I, I don't want to, like, badmouth NBCSN because I, I tend to do that a lot on Twitter because I don't think their product is, has always been the best. But you could kind of tell that they hadn't been caring lately. Like, and I know, like, they said that this news kind of came out of left field a little bit within the office, but I, it, there are a couple of things that I noticed. One, they haven't updated their graphics package in, in three or four years now. They've had the exact same score bug for at least four years now. At least, probably, probably five at this point. And this was the year to kind of do it because Doc Emmerich was gone. So they've got this new, you know, this new broadcasting team. They didn't name anybody as the number one guy or, you know, the number one, one duo. They were going to have this kind of floating got group of, of, of announcers going through. And I just was like, that's odd. Like, if, if I was doing that, like, why not make the big push? So I know I said I was surprised, and I, I still am surprised by it. But kind of one of those things like, oh, yeah, that makes sense now. Um, and, like, I, I don't know. I just don't think they were they were aggressive with their rights anymore. Like, a lot, of, I've noticed a lot of stuff is going to, to actual NBC um, when it comes to, like, the golf and, and some of this, the, the weekend afternoon events. But the biggest thing I think, and we have somewhat talked about this on this podcast, but it is Peacock and the invention of Peacock and them putting like, and I know you love soccer and I know you love your British soccer, Steve. So stay, bear with me here. But that them putting Liverpool and like Arsenal and like Liverpool and Tottenham and, and like the some of the bigger clubs in, in England on Peacock exclusively, I was like, okay. Some, that kind of makes sense. Like, okay, like you, the writing was on the wall. I just wasn't reading the writing. Yeah, and I, I, think, you're, I think your investment and your rollout stuff is going to happen. Maybe not, but it should, right? Like if they do it right, like when things go to USA or things are, are, are purely peacock, and they feel free to use those words, NBC Sports, like purely peacock, um, that's when your graphics will change, I think. That's when you're going to see some investment, or that you should, right? Now that we know this is going to be the new home, that's when you update some things, move the furniture around, put a new coat of paint on things, and, and take ownership of it. Um, so I would think that would be when it happens with that stuff. And then there's like the Peacock Premium. Like that, I mean, there's going to be people finding their way through all of this stuff to figure out where their new home is for things. Um, and I think they will. I guess for me, that's the thing I always think of when this stuff changes. How do I find my games? But I think that's, that's a problem that was 10 years ago. Anymore, people know where they find their stuff, right? They're just going to search it out and find it and... Hopefully they have the network, but they're going to find it. Do you have do you, what, what cable provider? Do you, oh, you have YouTube TV, YouTube so TV. you don't you don't have no. So Peacock, we could get so. so I can get Peacock, and it's free except for now. What there's the oh yeah, there, the, you the, have Xfinity the Internet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So because it comes free with our cable slash internet subscription, um, and that's really the only reason why we have it. Um, I mean, they haven't put any content on there. That the only thing that was, is on there that I would like consider paying money for is is the dan patrick show mm-hmm. um and i guess the office too but that's a separate conversation for another day um so for me like i 
again, like I, I should have seen the writing on the wall there. They weren't putting any NHL games there. I'm sure that their contract wouldn't wouldn't allow it or anything like that. I think that would be dumb. But I don't know. This this could be a larger conversation for another day. But it's it's I'm not the not the hugest soccer fan. I've gotten more into it as I've gotten older. But it is becoming increasingly hard to watch soccer in this country. Like to watch. The English Premier League, you have to have Peacock, basically, now. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get a couple games on NBC and the, the NBC family. To watch some of the other European leagues, you have to have ESPN+. Plus. To watch the Champions League, you now have to have that Paramount+, Plus, CBS+, Plus, whatever it's, it's their streaming service is called. Um, you know, and that's kind of, like, the main tier soccer. And then, like, even, like, to watch the not world cup but like national team like the u.s national team you have to have fox you have to have fox sports one mm-hmm. um and that's not always a a, a get-go channel when you're, you're setting up a package so uh, that was kind of one of my big things was like okay it's now getting harder to do that but whatever that's fine like i have it because i have xfinity internet so I, i'm not too stressed about that what i am kind of worried about is a couple of the other sports and this isn't like me I, I wouldn't die on a hill for some of these sports, but like IndyCar, like I like to watch IndyCar. Mm-hmm. I don't actually, I don't like NASCAR. I, I'd rather watch IndyCar. Mm-hmm. I don't watch it every, I don't watch every single race, but I, I at least follow it a little bit. That's going to be another sport that's going to be harder to find. Like I, that's what's worrying me. Even if the USA, you know, kind of comes in in into that. I think for all of those sports, the term casual fan might not exist. Uh-huh. As much going forward, right? Really you're going to follow it. You're, it's going to be your place, and you know where it is, and you're going to have the, the service that allows you to get your sport, or you're going to purchase the channel that, that allows you to get your sport. But there's not going to be that crossover of casual sports fans. And, and honestly, the next step of, of, of an informed media that's more than an inch deep on stuff, right? Like, it's one thing when everything was kind of available, and you could know the major sports and some other things because you could find them. But it's just harder to find stuff to be informed about those things. You really have to work at it more. And not that people won't, but it, it does require more work to be informed as a, as a sports media person. And I think as a, as a casual sports fan, sports fan, it requires more work just to be entertained. Um, and you're, you're going to know what you know and, and consume what you consume, whether it's on, you know, over-the-air station or ESPN or whatever on your subscription and you're not going to know what else somebody else has. And that's that's great in some ways for the leagues and the organizations because they know they're getting invested people. But you only have a, a small, that pool of invested people is only so deep. Everybody wants to grow casual fans and get people associated with their games. And it's just going to be harder to do. And it's the same thing that happens with, you know, any, any kind of entertainment that you're getting on, on television and streaming devices. The number of shared entertainment things next Next Sunday, the Super Bowl will be the most viewed thing, period, of the year across everything. But then there's very little else that, that's shared in even half that amount of viewing. Um, that it gives us all a shared experience or shared that we saw it together. And I think that's a bad thing. Like, I think that's the worst thing. I'm happy that many of you people have jobs and these services exist and people can choose what they want. Although I'm not big on choice in some other ways, you know. Hey, don't give me everything on my sandwich. Or give me everything on my sandwich. I'll pick it off. But... You gotta have that shared experience. Like you've gotta have something that people are all invested in, or you just you just lose that that just lose that contact shared that that 
that commonality, and we have less and less of that. And this this is just more of it in the sports realm. So, the only thing that I can think of away from the NHL, like let's just put the NHL aside for a second. The only thing that I can think of that you can get that experience from are are four things, potentially four things, at least two things. One being the Kentucky Derby, and then the other two jewels of the Triple Crown. If if the the the, the first horse wins the mm-hmm. second race right. and then the third race. You're going to get that on NBC regardless. Like that's always going to be a national broadcast. The other thing that you, the other thing, then you always get, and they still have, they got the rights to it, I believe. I might be wrong. I might have got my mind mixed up. But it would be the Indy 500. Like that's the premier event. And so, I can't imagine those like being paywalled. Like that would be dumb. Like you know, like I feel like people would just be so angry about that. Like old geezers would be so angry about that one. Well, but the old geezers are only allowed for a while. I mean, when the when the Rose Bowl, it was only been a decade since the Rose Bowl was going to say we weren't we weren't going to have corporate sponsorship. We we are not going to be the Rose Bowl presented by City. We are we are hey, the Rose Bowl, right? That's different. You're presented by, all right. I know, and that's exactly what they did too, right? right. So, so at some point. Although that that and it, it, that pendulum has swung. I mean, you know, eight or ten years ago, it was the ESPN gobbling up all the rights, and then they came back to the broadcast the broadcast outlets a little more. So yeah, I think some core things are always going to be on broadcast stuff, and I would think, you know, the NFL is going to be the last to go behind, you know, all pay or anything like that, just because it's working, and, and why would they need to? And you know, their their model seems to work, and you know, they have gotten through the year this year in a way that nobody thought they would. But yeah, I just. I think there's going to be a couple core things that are out there, half dozen, dozen things that are that you know that are calendar events that are kind of going to be there, but they're just not still going to be shared in a way that makes them cultural touchstones, or or, or yeah, cultural touchstone. I guess. Well, what of the majors of in golf does doesn't NBC have one of them now, or got one of them back from Fox? Is it the U.S. Open? Fox has that, I think. They might have got... Well, did they get it back? I think that was the one they got back. Okay. I think they, like, kind of said you can have that those rights back. But even that's been, like... Like, the the Masters, even, has been harder to watch. Like, you have to have ESPN Plus to watch a lot of, like... If you really want to dive into right. the Masters. Right, as, as like, they've expanded. And it stayed on CBS yeah. because the Masters holds them hostage, right? It's right. a one-year-to-time con- one contract. Don't do anything wrong. Don't call the fans anything but patrons. Don't be irreverent about anything else, and we'll make sure to give you the contract back next year. And that's how they hold them over the barrel every year. That's funny. That's a good, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, okay. All right. So here's why I wanted to save a little bit of time, because I feel like last week we got into this a little bit um, with just NBCSN and, and talking about the, the NHL contract. So a big centerpiece to this move is the fact that NBC has basically said, we will take our bigger premier events, our our larger events, and push them to USA Network. So when I first heard that, I was like, that's really dumb. Why would you do that? That's really stupid. And somebody pointed out on Twitter, as people do, um, that (laughs) there's like 6 million more viewers on USA Network versus NBCSN. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, that's fine, but like, when you're talking about 80 million versus 86 million people, like, what's the difference? Like, what's the difference? And then I started to think about it more, and I 
was like, you know, I don't know if they're necessarily big competitors, but take TNT and you take TBS. And those are basically the two kind of big competitors to USA Network. Like they, they, you, like that's like the like you're flipping through and like, oh, I'll watch like this movie, like on that channel type thing. You know, I'll watch a couple reruns of Monk or whatever. And I was like, oh, so they just this is more about competing against Turner. And so, I don't know. I, I think that's what NBC thinks. I don't know if the NHL sees that. Yeah, I think I, the households make a little bit of difference. I don't think a huge difference because it's a, it's a matter of who's in those demographics of those households, right? Like if it's six million more people and, and none of them are people who are going to watch your product anyway, it may, it may not matter. Um, but I do think USA is kind of ubiquitous in terms of cable channels and, and owners of cable. Like that's one that almost everybody has. Like even, right. even as people have cord cut and, and, and cable companies have decided who they're going to keep and not, they're going to keep USA. Like for whatever, it has staying power. It's been there from, you know, late 70s, early 80s and, and, and crazy Night Stalker stuff and, and weird things to, you know, wrestling and whatever else they've had. It's been consistent and people know it exists. Um, so I think it, it probably could be a good thing, and, and I, but I do think it, it requires, to be successful, it requires more than, hey, we're going to put it on this channel. I think that's when you've got to do score bugs, rebranding, own it. If you're really going to change it and own it and want it to be successful, you've got to do that. And I think you'll know the intent of those involved if those things happen. That was what I was going to ask. Would it, would it be NBC Sports or this presentation on USA is brought to you by NBC Sports or would it be it? a USA sports right. type thing. And I think, I don't know that it matters which one it is, but it has to be one, right? And they have to right. own it and, and invest in it the same way, you know, everything ABC sports-wise is ESPN now. Like, you know, that it's just ESPN and ABC. Right. Um, and, and I think people get the big companies and that they're part of it, and I, I don't think they would have a hesitation with that. They just want the broadcast to be good. They just want to be able to see the games. They want the right entertain. They want the right information and, and the, you know, shots on goal and they want camera angles and they want access. And I think if they do those things, it won't matter where it's at. Um, and I do think there's, the, again, I, I do think probably more people, you know, NBCSN is a sports network. Oh, I don't know if I'm going to watch a sports network. Oh, it's USA. What is this? You know, maybe, you know, they're just more apt to go buy it, you know, or go you know, slide through it on their channels <laughs> as they're flipping through. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Like, like it all, it's, oh, there's a sports game on. I, you know, I got nothing else to watch. And right. Much like anything else with, with USA. I'm, I'm looking right now because I'm just kind of curious. So right now it's Monday night. So, of course, Monday Night Raw is on USA Network right now. So my question is, like, I guess, like, there's going to be a bigger picture for USA. But away from that, okay, so the – Again, the, the NHL deal is up at the end of this season. Um, a lot of people have thought there's kind of like, there's three possibilities. One, ESPN gets back in the mix because they have some connections with the MLB AM and then the ESPN Plus. They're showing some games on ESPN Plus. So ESPN gets back in the mix. So that leaves NBC and Fox to kind of duke it out. I think ESPN, like, if, if you, you said during... Here's, here's 20 bucks where would you put your money on you know if you, you you know a bet basically i would put at least ten dollars on espn getting at least some form of, of the rights they've just 
everything that they've done, the way they've committed, the people that they've hired, the, the way they talk about the sport, the way people are hungry for it, the price of it isn't as expensive as, uh, you know, the NFL or the NBA or even MLB. So I think think that's de- that's it's def- that it's definitely going to ESPN. But I this really puts some big hesitation in me about the NHL staying on NBC, like or in the NBC mm-hmm. Comcast family. I, I I just don't know if it's that lucrative. Like I don't know what that does. Whereas Fox, you, you, again, you have you have NBC, so you have you have their, that national channel, but they really only use that on Sundays and for big playoff games and like very big playoff games. Usually, pretty much just the Stanley Cup final. So, whereas Fox, like Fox, doesn't have a ton of like whatever programming, like Tuesday nights. They don't have a big Tuesday night or a big Monday night. Um, you know, they have Thursday night football. They have the Mass Singer on Wednesday night. Love that show. Great show. Also very <laughs> highly rated. So, to me, the other aspect is then, like, there are far more, and I know they're Sinclair-owned, but there are far more Fox broadcast tie-ins with the local regional channels than there are. There's really only two NBC regional outlets, Chicago and Philly, and San Jose, so three. I just, I don't know. To me, like, I think if I'm Fox, I throw, what do you, how much you want? Like, here's here's a blank check. Mm-hmm. Like, how much do you want Gary Bettman? Let's make a deal. Yeah, and, but I, I don't know that any of them will be, will get as much net, will put as much on their national number one broadcast as hockey fans want on that national number one outlet. Like, I don't think, ESPN could throw games on ABC, right? They, they could. They could find some place where they're doing Sunday afternoons yeah. or Saturday, if they, if they got it and wanted to, not that ESPN couldn't stand alone. I don't know that that much is going to end up on Fox. I, I would be I would be fearful in a way that it's going to end up being FS1 and God forbid FS2 for certain games, right? And then you're like, right. I mean that that would be the part that that scares me with with that approach. Um, but I do think NBCSN going away doesn't make it look good that NBC itself is keeping hockey because you just where else do you put it? You're not gonna you're not gonna buy it to put it. On right. your main network, because even when you had it, you weren't putting it on your main network. So right. that that just doesn't it's sound like, like that's going to work. That was the other thing with NBCSN. It is with NBCSN, and I I said this last week on the show, but like they just never never fully committed to it. They never said, okay, we're going to dedicate two hours every day of afternoon programming or early evening programming to hockey coverage. Like we're going to hire in yeah. experts. Like, we're just going to get a couple. But instead, they just got a couple former players. They kind of steal the TSN guys, and, and, and that's it. And to me, like, that's just another thing of, like, do you really want to partner with them? What do they provide your brand that's going to help you grow? And I, I just don't see and it. I, I don't it. know that. I think in some ways a sports network like ESPN has people already, like even Fox. Like, are you going to make that investment in personnel, especially now when, when people are finding out, hey, we don't need to leave the studio to do games. We can do these games remotely. We can do whatever. Is somebody, is an executive going to make the call to say, okay, yeah, we're going to travel. We're going to send a full truck. We're going to do this. We're going to do this twice a week. I mean, I, nobody's doing a national game twice a week anymore or, or ever. Like, I don't think going forward, I just don't think people are going to make that investment unless they find a, a sponsor that's willing to really 
make it part of their core culture of who they are, right, and, and, and what they believe in, and then they're, they're going to prop, prop the NHL up that way in terms of this is who we are, we want to be associated with it. So I, I don't know. Like I, I, I do think you're right that it's not coming back to NBC, but I don't know that I'm super optimistic that it's going to be easily found in prominent places going forward. I think it'll be found. I think somebody will get the games and use the tonnage and be glad they have them as content. But in terms of being their front their front porch calling card for what they do in terms of sports, I don't know. Like I just, I'd be surprised, I guess. Well, that's good. That's good. That's a good conversation. You got anything else you want to add there? No, I hope it, I hope it plays well for you. I hope you can find it someplace Thank good. You. And I'm just, I, I as somebody that. who's trying to watch more, I'm, I'm, I appreciate you know, that. I you know. look at that. Look at that. All right. So this week's old guy, young guy was something you put on the list before I showed up last weekend with my Disney trivia that you guys I had multiple people I had multiple people take that trivia quiz and at least get one at least one so congratulations congratulations anyway hey bravo all right so you you wrote this down last week and I, I have an interesting take on it but you said basically seltzer drinks these new seltzer drinks i was just curious like I we old guy young guy I didn't know if it split along age lines or not so I was curious about I if there's any menu refrigerator or they have, have so crossed there are lips. there are some in the refrigerator in the bar refrigerator. However, they are not for me because <laughs> I have discovered that they give me very wicked hangovers, even if I don't get drunk off of them. Okay. Like one of them, and I will have this the loudest, most piercing, splitting headache ever. Like I would. I don't know if it's the sugar in them or what, but I just cannot drink them. So I am in the minority of my generation. But do they taste good to you? Like when you drink, forget about the after the after effects. When you drink them, do you find them something that you enjoy tasting? So I like sparkling water. I do like sparkling okay. water. But I, I don't know. Like I'm trying to think of like any of them I really like. The, there's there's one would you drink any one. of them just because you enjoy the taste and you weren't just trying to get drink, to, 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 to drink alcohol no like this is not like if if you said here's here's 10 bucks go buy yourself some alcohol I would not buy okay like, like I wouldn't even like I'd just walk right past <laughs> and I just like I just don't think they taste good like I, and I'm not a sparkling water guy so that that's part a of it but part B they just there's just like no there like the flavors just don't I don't know. There's no there. They're not sweet like a, a a soda or a pop, depending on where you're at in Pennsylvania. They're not. The lemonade ones are good. Okay, and I haven't They're... tried the broad spectrum. Like I've had one-offs of, oh god, here, try this. You'll like that. I'm like, yeah, I didn't know. Thank you very much. Or hey, there's a couple of these left in the cooler. Do you want to drink something? And I'll be like, eh, let me try it. No, tried to sip. No. So yeah, I just didn't because they they certainly skew younger, right? Like that's what they're doing, and even the beer companies now are doing. There's seltzers. Everybody has a seltzer now. Right. And it's just not something that resonates. So the one that is especially gross to me is the watermelon one. It's like it's like drinking like a Sour Patch Kid. And I love Sour Patch Kids, but it's like I don't want to drink a Sour Patch Kid. This yeah. is tastes weird. Yeah. So. When we have a couple right. sitting in the bar fridge that have been there since football season that nobody's bothered to pick up since the football season or bothered to drink since they've been here. So I'm thinking I'm not alone, but... Yeah. I also think there was like that, I don't know if it was hype or whatever, but like 
oh, all these cool people are drinking it. Might as well well drink it too. Like that type of thing. Yeah, like but I mean they're different. They're just so different. Like like I could see coolers back in the day, like you know wine coolers back in the day, or even Zima. Right, was better hey, than this. I you know do you know what icing someone is? Do you know what that is? I do. Okay. I love the taste of Smirnoff Ice. I think they're delicious. Yep, no, I, I think they're I can very drink those. good. We have those in the refrigerator, not so much for me, but I, those are those are definitely drinkable. Like those to me are more drinkable just to drink than any of the seltzers would ever be. Yeah, I also don't need like that level of of carbonation with my alcohol. Right. right. Like I don't need to like alcohol. Like makes I would do Mike Hard Lem- Mike, Mike's Hard Lemonade or those kind of ice those tea yeah. iced tea things before I would do the carbonated stuff just because the carbonation is just weird. The one other weird one, and I love Arnold Palmer's, but they they make a spiked Arnold Palmer. Oh, okay. And I let me tell you what, that is just headache city. <laughs> and, they, and they don't do anything to me either. It's like a, well, but it's got to be the cheapest alcohol then, because those Arnold Palmer iced teas are like the cheapest things on the shelf, right? So that the spiked Arnold Palmer has to be like inexpensive, I, right? I would guess. I don't know who makes them because I don't think it's it's not Arizona. Like I think uh, it's okay. somebody else licensed the rights to Arnold Palmer. Arnold, Arnold and his family never missed a, missed a beat there. God bless them. They, that's true. I had, I had this thing. It was like a golf club, but then it had a little Arnold Palmer on the end of it, and it would he would hit a little golf ball. Oh, really? That's and, cool. And it was so yeah. You know, hey, if if you can make money off your likeness, do it. Oh, he's a smart man. He was a smart man. Yes. All right. This is good. All right. Anything else you want to add? Today? No, sir. This was okay. thank you very much. All right. Well, everybody else, go enjoy your spike seltzer, bite claw. Truly, I do want to try these Bud Light ones. Did you see the new Bud Light ones? I did see that. I did see it, but I'm not interested. But I see they exist. Okay. See, I'm I am mildly interested. See, the the other problem is like you either have to commit to one flavor or you got to commit to like twelve of them. Like there's no. Like you can only get like four of them in one flavor oh, yeah, or yeah. twelve of them in like. A variety pack, and then it's like, well, what if I don't like the pomegranate one? That's right. Then you're stuck. Then you're trying to and pull then, that off on your your grandmother or your aunt who just happens to be visiting. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, again, not a not a seltzer guy. All right. Um, subscribe to us on the podcast apps. Like us on Facebook. Email the show at at stuff says podcast at gmail dot com with some feedback. I need to remove that. I need to make that all one sentence. On our rundown here, it's it's like two tabs. Um, my Twitter handle is at stuff summer says. Your Twitter handle is at Steve Sampson. All right, uh, I think I think that's it. Just rate us five stars, even if we're not a five star podcast. But I mean, we're a five star podcast. That's right. Come back for next week's big Super Bowl show. Prop bets. We'll do prop bets. Oh, that'll be fun. Cool. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Bye.